from MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Wilt Couture is out today. Since drones have flown onto the scene, there have been a lot of advances in their abilities, as a, and as a result, quite a few restrictions were placed on their use. So today we're going to discuss drone tech. To be a part of our show, give us a call today at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MVB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MVB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Well, the FAA sees drones, sees the drones people use every day as aircraft. Now, whether it looks like a toy or not, and because of this, they must be handled with care at all times. So today we're going to be talking about different types of drones, how to become a drone pilot, just what exactly is the difference between business drones and professional use, and also how to keep your drone use legal here in our great state. Now, if you are a drone junkie or if you are interested in buying a drone or using a drone, please join our conversation today. Or if you have any general tech questions, you can call one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can always email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.com. Dot org. Well, good morning, Jeremy. Good morning. <laughs> I'm so used to saying Wilts and Jeremy. Right. Yeah. So uh, Wilts is out today on assignment. Yep. Doing some technical Handling stuff. business. Handling business. Probably unplugging things and <laughs> plugging them back in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Blinking hard. <laughs> but I uh, hope he's listening. How you doing, Wilts, out there? What's up, Wilts? And uh, so today, before we get started, I want to, uh, of course, make mention that today is the 50th anniversary of the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, we were talking off um, script earlier, Jeremy, about drone usage. And do you think drones would have made a difference back in the day of the outcome of the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King? Um, Good question. It's it's, it's an interesting question to speculate. And I would say, um, yeah, it would have definitely made a difference. Uh, Drones could be used for uh, surveillance, for security and stuff like that. Uh, The only issue is um, the battery life is still not great. So you have to recharge it every half hour or so, or you at least have to bring it back down to change the batteries out uh, to put it back up in the air. So, um I, I wouldn't say that it would it would necessarily have, have changed history, but um, it might have uh, it might have made the uh, the assailants work a little harder to to get what it was that they were trying to do. Okay, well, how was your weekend? Let's get started with that. How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was pretty good. Um, as you know, Saturday was uh, March thirty first. That's mm-hmm. World Backup Day. That's mm-hmm. also my World Backup Day because that's my anniversary. Mm. And my my World Backup, Miss Faith Thompson. Uh, just wanted to say happy anniversary, honey. I love you. Um, I was uh, I was real real happy to uh, celebrate that with her. Um, as far as uh, my weekend goes, um, I actually spent more time on the phone with Comcast than I did with my wife on my anniversary. Because what happened? well, she called me on Saturday while I was at work, and she said the internet's not working at home. So of course I you know pull out the old trump card. Have you? Unplugged it and plugged it back in, you know, unplug it for like 60 seconds and plug it back in. Um, Well, she tried that and it didn't work. And I was like, well, uh, you know, I'll get to it when I can, uh, but I'm at work right now. So I got home that evening and I looked at my modem and it was still out. And I was like, well, that's not good. Mm -mm. So I started troubleshooting it and um, 
I called Comcast and they were like, oh, we cut your stuff off because you're, you know, it's an automated message. We cut it off because your bill's passed due. And I'm like, the heck it is. Right. I paid it a week ago. Right. So it's like, oh, we want you to pay 97 da da da. And I need to get my internet back on because I was trying to work. So I went ahead and just paid them the money and they'll just put a credit on my bill next month and whatever. But after an hour, my internet didn't come back on. And I was like, okay, what's going on now? So I call back up there, and they're like, oh, we're having trouble uh, communicating with your modem. And so after a couple of calls, I'm like, look, I, I install these things for a living. I'm pretty sure this thing is shot. Uh, I'm going to go to Best Buy before they close and get another modem. So anyways, after like, oh gosh, I don't know, four to six hours dealing with Comcast back and forth and all this, uh, and being promised multiple times of that someone would call me back. Mm-hmm. Uh, after, you know, we let the clock tick a little while and wait for the modem to update and whatnot. Um, they, uh, I finally got on the phone with somebody. I think after you call so many times, they see that you've got a real issue. Mm -hmm. So they try to get you to somebody more domestic or ask for a manager. Yeah. Uh, and I got on the phone with somebody from Jackson. So I was going to give a shout out to Miss Jackie O, uh, because she did help me with my internet problem. And I told her I was going to name drop her today on the show. <laughs> and I kid you not, like three minutes after I got off the phone with her, my Good internet work. came back on. I tell you, I've had many, many similar uh, experiences like that. Yeah. And uh, almost to the point where I wanted to cancel everything and yep. go to another um, source because it will infuriate you. You yes. call and you call and you call. And, and you then paid you, your bill right. already. That's the most infuriating mm-hmm. part. You already got my money. Exactly. And no one seems like no one um, communicates with each other. I'm, they tell you we're putting this in the system. Uh, we're making well, notes. Let me get back over to exactly. – uh, let, let me talk to Billing. Uh, okay, Billing says everything's good. Let me holler at tech support for you. You know, it's it's just like a never-ending cycle. But again, Miss Jackie O was wonderful. She was very helpful, and I really appreciate it. Well, shouts out to Jackie O for getting uh, Jeremy's uh, internet and his Comcast back working. And probably lots of other people as well. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's talk about drones. Let's talk about first. What is a drone? Um, you know, we're throwing this word around. What if someone doesn't know what a drone is? You know, it's funny. I don't have like a textbook definition wow. of a drone. You don't? Uh, have I don't. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't looked it up. I, I don't. I, I can tell you that a drone, um, in most cases, is uh, what they call a quad, which means it has four propellers on it. Now, that's not every drone. There are drones with six. There are drones with eight. Uh, there are people that have constructed their own drone. Apparati, and they've we're actually about, when you say eight and six, we're talking about legs and things like that, or propellers. Propellers, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, um, actually, it would be sixteen propellers because each one has two. Okay, see, he's um, getting a little yeah, more technical little, yeah. for me. But um, <laughs> a a drone would be a uh, a remotely controlled aircraft uh, that can be controlled either by a special remote or a remote that hooks up to your phone, and you control it through an app. Um, most of them these days come with cameras, although not all do. Um, the cheaper ones, the toys and such, they usually don't have cameras on those, although even a lot of those are getting cameras now. Um, so they are uh, battery-operated. They uh, run from anywhere from about, say, 5 to 30 minutes, depending on which one you've got. And, of course, the more expensive models can surely last longer. And when we say expensive, I don't, you know, I don't want to throw prices out mm. there, but... How we kind of got to? Yeah, we have to. Yeah. When you say how much can a drone go up to? Drones can get into several thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, If you pay attention to most of the movies that you watch now, especially like your opening scenes, you're just going to see a nice smooth transition across the countryside. That's a drone. Oh. And it's a drone with a very expensive camera. It's a very expensive setup, and it, it's doing amazing things that uh, we have not been able to do with modern cinema just because we never had the a ability, camera, yeah, you know. And now now a drone can handle operations that took whole camera crews, which is just incredible, you know. it's Again, it's the robots taking people's jobs, I was just about to say, uh, the cameraman who had right, that job, right. he doesn't. But you have he's to be a got, programmer now. He's program. got to go get his drone pilot's yeah, license yeah. and fly the drone. That's wow. what he's got to do. But they're, they're incredible. I, it, any movie these days has drone usage in it. Mm-hmm. Just, just watch for any kind of smooth transition over a field or a building or anything like that. All right. Well, we're going to go to our good friend Mikey to open the show up. She, I know she has a great question. <laughs> good morning, Mikey. 
Hey, thank you for saying that's a great question. We'll find out, huh? <laughs> um, uh, other than buying a drone, which, you know, is kind of out of my budget. I don't know about y'all. But um, how do you learn to protect yourself from intrusion is my first question. My second question is, are city, county inspections now droned? And my second, you know, 2A question is, who do you call to find out city county wise, if, you know, whether or not the inspections are now droned? Uh, those are interesting questions. All right, let's Thank start you. with the first one there, how to protect yourself. I do not recommend using a drone to protect yourself. It has a major security flaw, which is its battery, which means it has to be landed, changed out, and then put back up in the air. So as far as protecting oneself with drones, uh, not recommended. Also... No, from drones. From from drones. drones. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, go inside and uh, close your curtains. Uh, Be within five miles of any operating airport or helipad. Um, All drone users have to get permission to fly in those airspaces, not that they will necessarily, but that they're supposed to. Um, there are uh, guns these days that fire nets out that they use to uh, take drones down if they're flying in un- uh, unregulated airspace or if they're flying out of airspace that they're supposed to be in uh, or if they were seen as some kind of a threat. Also, uh, if the president is visiting, uh, hang out anywhere within 30 miles of where he is, and it is completely illegal to fly a drone within that area for 30 days after he has left that area. Wow. Yes, that's right. So any of those will help protect you from drones. <laughs> well, Mike, we hope no drones are uh, looking at you and make sure you keep those curtains closed. Okay? And as far as the cities go, I, I don't know. You would have to you would have to speak to those individual departments because I, I imagine uh, that's still a, a, a very um, – Budget conscious thing, and and most cities probably don't have the budget for it. But as they get cheaper, it's getting easier to do. And we're um, later in the show. We're going to actually go over guidelines and rules and regulations and FAA rules, and actually how you have to register your own drone to have one. So when we get back, we'll continue our discussion on drone tech. Now, if you have any questions about drones, if you want to purchase one or you have one and you just want to know more information about one, please give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email the show to everyday tech at mpbonline.org. Our experts are standing by and ready to help. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. can be just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. Mississippi Public Broadcasting is pleased to announce an innovative new way you can support us. Change by Soft Giving allows you to round up your change from everyday purchases and donate it to MPB. Sign up today by visiting mpbonline.org support. From there, securely link your credit or debit card information to start rounding up your change. Your contributions allow us to continue providing smart, entertaining, and engaging programming to Mississippians. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Michelle McAdoo here today with Jeremy Thompson, and today we're talking everything drones. And thanks to our engineer, Java Chapman, he's uh, playing some drone music this morning. I like that. What's the name of that one again? 
He said, uh, drones in the was it valley? Yeah, drones in the valley. Drones in the valley. Had to find a little, you know, apropos show music. That was neat. That was neat. Well, to join our conversation or to ask any general tech question, give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. So before the break, we were discussing types of drones. We um we talked about toys, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about um, we did talk about the hobbyist and registering your drone. Drone. Well, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to I want to give the hobbyists a shout out mm-hmm. because um, they're the ones who kind of pioneered this whole personal drone thing. Mm-hmm. People saw that it was possible, and they started building their own. And the hobbyists are really the ones who who deserve the credit on this because they keep pushing those things to their limit. They keep they they're using them to race them. And drone races are really, really fascinating. If you haven't caught any drone racing footage, you should totally check it out. It's very fast-paced. There's crashes all the time. Those people, they take a piece of equipment that costs, you know, upwards of 300 to $500 and then just crash it into a wall. So like the Star Wars, uh, I think it was number two when young Luke, I mean, yeah, young um, Attican mm-hmm. was flying the drones. And they were racing. Um, well, that was a pod, wasn't it? You mean in the ship that he was in? No, no, it was it was a ship, but they call them drones. And they were they were racing, and it was a race and going round and round. It was, that was really neat. That was the pods, though. Those see, the, pods. see okay. the drone is unmanned. That's the oh. whole stipulation. Is you, there's no pilot. It's oh. unmanned. That's unmanned. A, yeah, that's uh, in fact when you get your drone pilot's license, mm-hmm. it's actually a Part 107 UAS certification. That's an unmanned aircraft. Certification. Is so. there any one person that patented that, um, or th- are there many that patented uh, dr- you know, drones? Um, as far as I know, there's no real patent. Like anybody can develop a drone there because it's such a, it's almost like a, a catch-all thing, like mm-hmm. a cell phone. You know, mm-hmm. anybody could develop a cell phone, but you know, do they have the budget? Do they have the the R and D and so okay. forth. All right. Well, we're when we come back from the phone lines, we'll continue talking about what types of drones are out there and how to get your drone registered. But first, we're going to go to um, our phone lines and speak with Frank. Good morning, Frank. Hey, how are you this morning? Doing great. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm sorry to get off topic, but he opened up with talking about his modem. Yes, sir. And, and my and my question is, is that do you have to use a modem that the provider sells you and or could you purchase another modem from somewhere and put it in another room in your house and would they both still be able to operate so uh that's actually exactly what i did uh, as far as going and getting my own modem you know it was eight o'clock at night so of course i couldn't hunker down to the comcast office and get a new one uh so yeah i just went to uh, best buy and what you have to do is make sure that it's compatible with their system in most cases if you have one that says doc sis that's d-o-c-s-i-s uh, 3.0 or higher, it is compatible with uh, most current networks. But you do need to contact your individual provider and make sure they give you a list of acceptable devices because there are some that just may not be compatible with their network despite being DOCSIS 3.0. Okay. That's now, as far, as far as moving them to your uh, other room, you wouldn't want to have two modems in your house. Uh, there would be no way to run a connection to the second one, or it would just confuse things. Uh, so what you would actually want to do is set up a wireless router with the modem, and then you could share your Internet connection wirelessly with the rest of your house. Okay. Uh, I, I, I did put a wireless router in, mm-hmm. but it cannot handle the other end of the house. So okay. is there a certain router that you could recommend on the phone? Um, you would need a range extender. You don't necessarily have to go out and get a, a beefier router. You just need to get a range extender and then connect it to that router's network so that it can repeat to the, the part of the house that it cannot reach. Okay, great. So, All right. so you can have more than one range extender if it doesn't reach. Yes, and um, I've personally had experience with Linksys, Netgear, and TP-Link. And all of those are, are pretty solid hardware. In fact, these days, Linksys and Netgear are the same company. Okay. All that right. Great. Yes, sir. Okay. Man, you answered everything I had to ask you, and I, and I appreciate your help and time. Absolutely. That's why we're here. And enjoy your show. Thank you. Thank you, you as well. Thank you, Frank. All right. Bye. Bye. 
Well, if you have any questions, it uh, doesn't have to be about drones. Any general tech question or any drone question, give us a call today at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or if it's really uh, kind of lengthy or kind of intricate, you can... Um, Email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Our experts will get back with you. All right. So before we went to Frank, you were going to tell us how to register your drone. So when you get your drone, uh, you need to go to the FAA's website. Uh, You can just Google register drone FAA, and they will will send you to a page where you can – Register your drone, and then uh, they'll tell you how to uh, label it as well. Uh, the cost per aircraft is five dollars for um, personal use, uh, and that is valid for three years. Three years, and unless something changed, I believe business use is is ten dollars. Okay. So um, let's get into uh, some stipulations about uh, recreational versus business use. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you are using your drone for uh personal usage and you're not selling any of the material or you're not selling your drone services then you do not have to have a drone pilot's license or a part 107 certification um this is just if you want to use it for business use so for example um not too long after i got my drone i i put it in the sky outside of my shop and I stood outside of my shop and I took a picture of myself and um, I took that picture and I put it on Facebook and I used it for an advertisement. So that right there, using it for business use means that I had to have my license in order to do that. Now, are the drone police going to come knocking on That's your door? That's my next question. You know, Someone like, is out there monitoring this. And- I, I don't want to fear monger anything. <laughs> as far as I know, there are really no drone police. That would be the FAA. Um but you want to just you want to be careful. You want to try to do things uh, the right way. And the reason that they have these regulations on it is because it can be very dangerous for other objects that are already flying in the sky. And air traffic control regulates all of those things flying through the air, but they don't know about your little drone, which something could crash into. Uh, as far as flying your drones, you're not supposed to fly them over 400 feet. So. If you fly them beyond that range, you are, you are in uh, classified airspace and you are in violation. Um, there are also uh, – there's lots of rules as far as like cloud cover. If the lowest clouds are 300 feet, then you can't fly within – I think it's 200 feet of the clouds. Sorry, I'm a little rusty. Mm-hmm. I took my test last year. But there's a there's a lot of, a lot of stipulations. There's a lot of things you got to be careful with. And again, you have to understand – your drone, whether it looks like a toy or is not, or not, is viewed by the FAA as an aircraft. So it has to have a registration number put on it. That way, if something happened to it, they can get it back to you, or they can find out why you lost control of your drone. So, how do just say if I wanted to become a drone pilot, what, mm-hmm. what would I have to do? Uh, you got to study, study, study. <laughs> like a yeah. test, like a real test. Yes, you have to take wow. a test. Uh, I had to take mine in Hines County uh, uh, at the uh, community college there. I had to call and arrange it. It's a, it's the real deal. They're very serious about it. Um, as far as actually becoming a pilot, you need to study and learn how to read airspace. Uh, you need to familiarize yourself with the basic principles of aerodynamics because those questions are on the test. Uh, and then you have to read these wonderful things called TAF and METARs. Uh, the TAF is the Terminal Aerodrome Forecast, and the METAR is the me- Meteorological Meteorological Got to say that one fast. Uh, aerodrome report. And what these do is they give you weather conditions, uh, visibility, wind speeds, um, lots of different factors that you would need if you were flying your drone. And you're supposed to check all of these things before you go fly your drone. But we've got some tips later in the show to help you figure out when exactly the airspace is safe. Now, radio audience, you can't see my face right now, but if you could. You would see how I'm looking at Jeremy right now. Everything he just said, you have to get certified and do this and take a test. So if I bought my daughter, she's 14, a drone, and she wanted to become a pilot, she would have to take this exam? That's right. Now, that's only if she wants to 
sell drone videos or sell drone pictures or do anything business related with her drone. Remember, if she's just flying it around in your front yard, she doesn't have to have a license. But as soon as you start selling your services, you're supposed to be licensed. And and that can get hairy, too, because you yes. have to know. And we have a list, I believe, what mm-hmm. um, on that other sheet that what what those stipulations are. Some people are probably um, confused about what makes it business, what makes it um, uh, non-business. So if you wanted to put something on uh, your Facebook page. Uh, if it's on your personal Facebook uh-huh. page, that's that's personal. personal. But as soon as you start trying to make – basically, if you're trying to monetize it, if you're going to make any money off of it, mm-hmm. it's it's business use. Wow. It's considered business use. Wow. So um, there are a lot of uh, amateur photographers out there yeah. that are doing drone footage and mm-hmm. stuff like that. If they don't have their license, they're technically in violation. But again, you know, the drone police may not, not come watching. knocking. It's it's more it's it's more about making sure that people know how to be in the airspace safely. Okay. It's more about the safety of the vehicles that are already in the air flying around and how one little hobbyist could endanger that greatly. Uh, for example, there are people that have tried to go and fly their drone next to airports. That's really stupid. Yeah, That's going to get you in a lot of trouble yeah, you because you have to get permission to do that, and they're not going to say, oh, yeah, you're just 30 feet away. No problem. Yeah, just yeah, just fly it away because those planes are constantly dropping altitude or increasing in altitude, and your drone could get caught right in the mix of that. Right, and endanger many, many lives. Absolutely. So like you, if you're listening today, we're talking about drones. So if you're a drone person, if you are interested in drones, or if you were thinking about buying one, this is a great show to give us a call. one eight seven seven mpb ring is the number to call. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or if you have any general tech question, of course, we have our Android expert here. Now, our I iPhone Apple expert is out today, but well, uh, no, he can tr- I, I'm, oh, he a, has... I'm a bit of a, I wouldn't say an expert, but I can definitely be a surrogate. Right. Yeah. He actually knows a lot about both Apple and Android. So no, if you don't any... call me the doctor for nothing. Oh, you know? wow. <laughs> the doctor's in the house. <laughs> so uh, again, like I said, let's talk about more of the uh, regulations. Okay. Um, so uh, again, you want to keep your aircraft below 400 feet. Uh, and you have to keep your aircraft in sight. You have to always be able to see it. If you can't see it, that's a violation. Um, furthermore, if you are um, attending a festival, you're not supposed to fly your drone over big groups of people. Care so, to guess why? Pause right there. Mm-hmm. I go to the fair every year. Mm-hmm. And in the recent years, I'm sure everybody has seen this. You see the drones flying around mm-hmm. in the uh, state fair. Yes. Is that legal? Legal is sort of a dubious term in this case uh, because they could say that they were up above the crowd, but they were at a safe distance where they could observe the crowd with actually without actually being directly over them. So, for example, if you're at a festival, that drone can get way up and out where it looks like it's still above you, but it's not actually over anyone. And well, this one was especially I was walking and it mm-hmm. was kind of close to me. Now, if it's if weird. it's within that range, it's it's not so bad because there's not it, it can't fall and hit you very hard. Oh. But the idea is you don't want to fly it over someone in case you had a mechanical failure of some kind and your drone was no longer in the air. Okay. Um as far as I know nobody's been killed by a dropping drone, um but you know Anything's possible. It, 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 they make these regulations up for a, for a reason. So there may be somebody who got head checked by a drone. Yeah, I was wondering who's flying the drones at the fair because I, I think the last two or three years I've seen mm-hmm. it flying around. It it should be a a uh, a certified pilot. Mm-hmm. It, it's supposed to be because I would assume that's something that the fairgrounds is uh, offering uh, or using for promotion and whatnot. Um, so they should. Okay. Um, Another thing that you won't see uh, unless they're uh, allowed to be there is a drone flying over a stadium or a sporting event. You're not go- if if you see that, you're probably going to watch a drone get taken down out of the air. I, mm. I, I I imagine in these days they can probably jam them remotely, just wow. you know, jam the wireless signals. But yeah, they do have the uh, the nets that they shoot out as well. I've never that would um, be interesting to see. <laughs> and it's uh, there's other things you know uh, as far as emergency response efforts go. Um, you're not supposed to uh, intervene in any of those things. Although if they ask you to, then 
that's you know they're requesting your services so you could you could do that uh you just want to make sure that you're uh keeping an eye on your drone that's the main thing you can't just fly it away because it's got a camera on it you think you can see it but speaking of that especially the drones with the cameras Mm -hmm. um that would be great if they could be used for especially traffic accidents and things like that just say if you're in an accident and a drone called everything on camera so there's no he say she say stuff like that Well, not only that but you got to think about the fact that they no longer have to put a helicopter in the air to see the traffic these days they could just fly the drone up there do they do that oh yeah Absolutely. Okay. Now I'm sure there's still some, you know, bigger cities. They still have their uh, their helicopters and stuff. But having a drone has made it possible to t- to do so many incredible things that we used to have to spend lots and lots of money on, like mm-hmm. like getting aerial shots, like mm-hmm. really detailed aerial shots. You know, like pretty much every factory I've ever worked at, they had a picture of you know the factory right. from the air, and that probably cost them thousands of dollars to get. Now you could just put the drone in the air so and snap the picture. The uh, morning traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, highway. That's a drone getting that picture. It could be, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not saying it is every time, but yeah, definitely I would say that it would behoove uh, studios and whatnot to uh, to use that technology because it's so much cheaper than fueling up a her- helicopter right. and paying a crew to fly out there. you got to have one guy flying the helicopter and the other one going, this is uh, Bob with the traffic <laughs> forecast. You know, it's a lot of, lot of man hours. True, true, true. Well, it's time for another quick break. And when we get back, we'll talk more about drone tech. Now, phone lines are open, so give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or online at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech only on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with technology expert Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Foam Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Well, if you're just tuning in today, we've been discussing drone tech for all you drone lovers out there or anyone who's interested in um, buying a drone, things you need to know before you purchase or before you fly. Now, to be a part of this conversation or to ask any general tech question, give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464, or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now, before the break, we were discussing how to become a drone pilot. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, you have to get a drone pilot license. I'm learning so much today. Just for, Remember, just for professional use. Just for professional use. Now, we talked about what equates professional use versus uh, hobby, just a toy. Mm-hmm. So he talked about that. Uh, we talked about that again. If you missed any part of this, you can always go to mpbonline.org, click on the podcast and review any part of the show uh, that you missed. So we have a call on the uh, line from Holly Springs. Let's go there and then we'll come back and discuss more drone talk. This, uh, good morning, Martin. <laughs> Martin, good morning. You have a question or comment morning. this morning? Yeah, I was just going to make a comment. Uh, you were talking about the stuff on the test, and I, I know you have to learn the METAR and the TAF uh, weather reports to pass the test, but I just want to let your listeners know, as a as a pilot for a living, that there are multiple apps that you can download that will actually decode that stuff for you. So oh, yes, not, absolutely. Not, not that I'm uh, – I guess not that I'm um, – a fan of forgetting everything you learn on the test, but just in terms of making life easier. And I, I would assume that the biggest thing is probably the wind. I know you need the cloud ceiling from a legality standpoint, but uh, it would be a really handy way to find out if it's if it's 
windy or not in terms of flying your drone. There's several pilot weather apps out there. Definitely, and uh, I use those apps on a regular basis, but unfortunately, to actually get your pilot's license, you must learn to read those. So we were just including those as uh, must-know for the test. And unfortunately, on the test, they want you to know uh, many different things in the METAR, not just the wind conditions. So it, it, it was actually probably the toughest part of the test, to be honest with you. Yeah, it is, because if you don't use that every day, it doesn't make much sense. Yes, sir. Just thought I'd pass that along. Interesting program this morning. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you, Martin. Uh, One of the apps he's uh, talking about would be uh, UAV Forecast. Um, I don't know if that's available on iPhone because I'm an Android user, (laughs) but um, I'm pretty sure it's available on both. But that one helps uh, simplify those things because the METAR comes at you as, as just a bunch of letters and you know there's a few numbers in there but you just you just have to know how to read it wow really throw you off i probably still don't know how to read it to be honest (laughs) with you well you passed the test that's (laughs) yes well we're gonna move on to van cleve mississippi and speak with uh dan good morning dan yes do you hear me yes we can hear you thanks for calling in you have a question or comment Yes, I have a, con- a question on the ability for someone else who has a drone controller taking over the drone that we are flying. My son and I were flying one in West Gulfport, and all of a sudden it started flying off in a different direction, doing all kinds of different things. He turned his drone controller off, and it was almost like someone was controlling it. Are not each one of these drone controllers unique to the drone that they sell you with it? Mm. That's a really good question. Uh, are you sure it wasn't just crazy wind conditions being on the no, beach? Was, there was no wind at all. You know, we were flying it back basically over his six acres. Mm-hmm. And um, we know that there are other drones in that area because we've seen them flying. Then he was flying it out near the peripheral of his six acres. And all of a sudden I said, where are you going with it? Is it going out over the fence? He goes, no, it's not. I said, yeah, it is. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden we lost control of it. But. So he turned his thing, his controller off. Uh-huh. And I said, it's still flying. He said, it is. I said, yeah. So all of a sudden it made a beeline back towards us, and he turned his controller back on, got control of it, and landed it. So that raised the question in my mind. If someone bought the same model make of a drone, could their controller also control our drone? Uh, for most of your uh, consumer models, I would say it's it's not supposed to. Um, it sounds to me like more of what your son was experiencing was just interference, possibly another controller operating on the same frequency, but not exactly controlling yours. Um, that's very strange. Now, what kind of drone was it? I can't remember. It's a, it's it a, a four uh, Phantom drone. It's quite large. It's probably 14 inches, 12 to 14 inches across square. It's now, a big one. When, when it lost uh, connection with the controller, did it immediately turn around? No, he turned his controller off. I said, turn it off, mm-hmm. turn it off. Let's see if someone's controlling that thing. Mm-hmm. And he turned his controller off, and he kept flying back and forth, kind of out and back along the fence line, which was six acres from where we were standing. Mm-hmm. And then it turned back towards us. I said, it's coming back. Turn your controller back on. And he turned his controller back on, and he got control of it and landed it back by his swimming pool. That is it was kind of was kind of weird. That is very strange. Um, I think when the controller cut off, it initiated the return to home feature on the drone, which is why it turned around. So I'm I'm still going to go with some kind of interference. I, I don't think that somebody was controlling your drone, but I think that there may have been some uh, some signal interference, which caused it to to go off track. And how how hard would it be for someone to? manipulate their controller to take control of another person's drone? Is that an easily done task? Uh, No. Uh, Most of the drones these days connect through a smartphone app. Now, the ones that are controlled just by the remote controller itself, I'm definitely not going to say that it couldn't be done. Um, It's probably out of the scope of most people that are Attempting to do something like that—that's uh, okay. a lot of that's going to rely on that app for actual control. At least with the DJI drones, which are the ones that I have the most experience with, um, those you have to actually connect them to the app before they will launch, unless you are just using the controller. But again, the controllers are very, uh, very specifically coded to those devices, so that shouldn't happen. But again, uh, anything's possible. 
Yeah, well, the chances of being out on the property at the right time of day to fly it again at the back of the peripheral and somebody doing it would be very oddball chance of hitting that same ratio up. You know what I mean? Yes, that is pretty strange, I will admit. Yeah, okay, well, thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks, Dan. For calling in. That was a good question, though. Very you know, good question. Can um, your drone be hijacked? You know, I think in 2018, anything is possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe uh, anything is possible. Now, let's go to Selmer, Tennessee, and speak with Brian. Good morning, Brian. Hi. Good morning. How are you guys today? Doing wonderful. You have a question or a comment? I actually have some information. Uh, a lot of people don't talk about solar information. And if we're having solar storms or any kind of electromagnetic disturbances these can cause drones to fly away mm -hmm. uh, they can cause you to uh, lose connection with them with your controllers uh, and if they lose connection with the controller during a solar storm it will also upset their compass and if the compass is upset they can't find their way home and this causes a lot of flyaways there are apps you can download for free from the App Store, and there are a few paid ones that are really good at monitoring solar information and what's going on that day. You could walk outside on a day like today where it's blue skies, no wind, and think, wow, this is a great day to fly, and have no idea that we're having uh, a solar anomaly. And uh, fly your drone up, and it just leaves. And so that's one thing that a lot of people don't talk about that I think is extremely important uh, because it's not something that's just, uh, you know, something you would notice when you walk outside like wind or rain or something like that. Well, thanks. Thank you so much for that comment. Um, there are a lot of things that are um, going to droning that I'm actually learning today. It's not just about putting the drone in the air. It's a lot of um, regulation and rules and tests and you things like that. you do your research. Yes. Right. A I've lot. got a Part 107 license myself. So it's, it's a lot of studying. Yes. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. How about those METARs and those TAFs? Yes, that's that's uh, you've got a strange definition of fun, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We love you anyway. We love you. We love Jeremy. Anyone that's into, you know, you guys can teach us a few things. You know, I'm scared of everything, so this is really uh, helping me out to not be so afraid of things I don't know. Well, we're gonna take our last break, but when we get back, we'll go to uh, speak with Tim in Parkinson and talk about drones, some more drone tech. All right, so you guys uh, get ready to give us a call at one eight seven. Seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. If you have any drone tech questions or any general tech questions, or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech only on MPB Think Radio. sustaining member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with our technology expert, Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Now, Wilts Cotrere is out on assignment today, so I have Jeremy all to myself. Now, if you're just tuning in, today's topic has been drone tech. So we're going to drone on some more. Ah, Kevin, did you like that one? I got you. I got you. All right. <laughs> did you like that? Yeah, it was you good. Know, I thought of that all by myself. It was no. great. <laughs> well, um, we've had a lot of great calls this morning, a lot of drone users calling in. I wanted people to call in and ask you any drone questions, any general tech questions. If you were wanting to buy a drone and um, wanted to know more information about it before you purchase one, this is a great show to um, go back and review. You can do that at mpbonline.org. 
click on our Everyday Tech Podcast and listen to the entire show to get more advice and information on how to purchase a drone, what do you have to do once you purchase it, the test you have to take, and all that. We're going to go back to the phone lines and go to Tim in Perkiston, Mississippi. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Are you welcome. We uh, do home inspections. Uh, don't do a whole lot of them, but uh, I was thinking about purchasing a drone to inspect the roofs as opposed to getting a ladder out. Uh, sometimes I think a drone's kind of expensive, but uh, you fall off a roof one time, and that drone could all of a sudden be really cheap. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so I got two questions. Would I need a license? Because so, I'd be using that professionally and what grade of a drone would you recommend for just doing roofs? You would need a license, absolutely. Um, and as far as uh, a drone recommendation goes, it just kind of depends on uh, what kind of quality you're going to need uh, as far as uh, the actual video that you see. Are you going to be uh, recording video and then reviewing it later, or are you going to be looking at it as you're flying over it? Yeah, just I would have to take pictures and then send send the pictures into the to the client. Okay, all right. Uh, the only name brand that I can vouch for personally is DJI. They are pretty much the biggest name in drones right now. Um, they have uh, very uh, they they have a, a wide array of drones offered now, from your uh, your smaller, cheaper ones up to your very extremely professional video rigs. Um, I would say you would probably be okay with something like a Mavic Air or a Mavic Pro. Um, the Air is going to be a, a pretty small drone, so if you want something that's easy to carry around, the, the Air would be a, a great way to go. Um, it has a 4K camera on it, so you stick a SD card in the side of it and shoot all the video you want or take all the pictures you want while you're up there. And, um, yeah, that should do you just fine. Okay, okay, very good. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you, Tim. That was a great question. It actually had me uh, thinking about some few questions after that. So when you mm -hmm. talk about business, mm -hmm. especially with uh, Fix It 101, that's a great, great uh, idea to use your drones instead of getting up on um, the roof or climbing on a tower and things like that. The guy just fell off a tower yeah. uh, a couple of days ago or this weekend. Mm -hmm. Using drones, those dangerous jobs that we used to have to have actual people up there looking at, you know, something real high. You can use a drone and take pictures or you said look at it yep. as you, the drone is flying. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's, is it recording at the same time while you're looking? or Not you unless you tell, tell it, it to. Okay. You have to tell it to. Uh, it can snap pictures or it can record video. Um, it, these days they're even capable of live streaming straight to Facebook. When I first got my drone, mm -hmm. I, I live streamed a little you know, little video around my neighborhood. So they, I, I, I can see why they are addictive. Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. It's like a toy, but it's not. And then it's like the coolest thing I never had when I was a kid, but always <laughs> wanted. And now that I'm an adult, I, you know, never have any time to fly it. But wow. I, I don't make a lot of time to fly it, I should say. But they are, they are a lot of fun, mm -hmm. and they're they they can do a lot. Um, I, I am interested in the. Um, Closer to the ground drone usage, mm. like races and stuff like mm -hmm. that, super fun. But again, it can be a really, really expensive investment in your racing career. But like uh, the uh, caller just said, mm -hmm. if you fall off the roof, then it's not expensive. You know, That's you just right. saved your That's life. Right. So really, doing jobs that um, you used to have to have pe dangerous jobs, mm -hmm. you can use a drone to do that. What are some other uses that uh, drones can um, be used for? Well, uh, coming up in July, no June, uh, we're going to be doing the uh, Hub City Service Dogs 5K. Uh, we did it last year, and I covered it with my drone and uh, some GoPros on the ground. Uh, so you'll see a lot of that with uh, races, marathons, stuff like that. There's a there's a lot of drones in the air covering those things, and they just get the coolest video. I mean, just just a, you can just put a drone right over people, and and you know just drop the camera straight down ninety degrees, and you can just see them just walking past Makes you. Makes you feel like a professional yes. uh, videographer or something, yes. doesn't it? Yes, it does. So, any last words or anything else people need to know um, before they purchase a drone, or if you have one and you have not gotten that drone registered, if you were unsure if it's business or it's pleasure. Do. So there's many different drone packages available. Uh, through DJI, they usually have the Fly More package, which allows you to get a little bag to carry it in and uh, extra batteries and stuff like that. If you're going to be using your drone on a regular basis, I would definitely recommend the extra batteries because you're going to get about 
20 if it's the Mavic Pro you're going to be able to get about 26 minutes of battery life and then that's it so if you're shooting video for a right. job you're going to need more than 26 minutes worth of battery life um, also, you want to make sure that you read how to properly handle your batteries uh, because they, uh, they, as far as storage capacity and whatnot, uh, it can dissipate over time. So you want to make sure that you're reading your instruction manuals and, and familiarizing yourself with those batteries because they're a little bit different than you know just a battery for, say, an electric screwdriver or something like that. Um, they're, they require a little more delicacy. I have another question. Mm-hmm. Um are the dif- are rules different for each state for um, drone usage? Yes, they are. Uh, and uh, while we're talking Mississippi here, the only law in Mississippi is regarding being like a remote peeping Tom. Do not use your drone to spy on people and you're okay. And again, we don't have um, drone police watching right. this, but it's kind of more like a ethical and they can find you they can find they can find you um the apps these days they have to let uh dji know where you are they have to phone home before you can actually take off wow so the app itself checks airspace it will not allow you to fly in certain areas it'll tell you that you don't have authorization and again tell Mm -hmm. people where they need to register to uh, apply for the test and all that stuff so uh, there's really not exactly one location to do that but if you're interested in getting your part 107 certification uh, you need to go to google and look up faa drone pilot license um, and also um, look up a test center you can look up FAA drone test and you will find a website that will point you to your closest testing center but be sure to study 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 before you pay to go take that test and when you say pay how much is the test oh gosh I think it was $150 oh no why don't I know that okay so you have to and you say you have to um, pass the test with 70% or 70% greater. or greater so That's I'm going to pay $100 right. to fly a drone for a test well, professionally. Well, uh, well anything, just say if I have a little uh, side business, mm-hmm. I, I need to have a license for that. That's wow. Right. Well, thank everybody for listening to us today. If you're interested in drones, please uh, log on to our website at mpbonline.org and re-listen to this show. If you missed anything, if you want to know about how to get registered or what type of test you need to take, listen to the show at mpbonline.org. Now, Java Chapman was our board operator today. And... Uh, and our firm phone screener was Lori Thompson. Now, for Jeremy Thompson, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy and join us next week at 10 for more Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio.